0: And uh, let's, let's, let's make a very serious confession to our God. So, so important. I pray that God will help you understand what you're doing when you say these words. Something is happening to your spirit that you are not even aware of. Something is changing when you say these words. This was word, a prophecy for the Lord Jesus. And because we are part of him, we have the same prophecy over our lives. Amen? So let's say it. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. You may not understand what it means when He says, I did not turn away. That is so eternal. Because a lot of people are turning away from the word of God when they hear the word of God to their own doom. Which is not what we want for our lives. Amen? Father, we want to thank you. Holy Spirit, speak your word today to us in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in a war of words. We don't carry knives and swords around. We don't wear this physical helmet. The battle that we are fighting is the battle of words. And words are changing things. In the United States, here I said on Sunday, words have changed things in the U.S. The U.S. is no longer the same country when I came in here because there have been words put out that were not right. And these things, those words are changing the United States. You can't tell tell somebody anymore that homosexuality is not right before God. They'll call you, you're homophobic. And everybody, no one wants to be homophobic. So I'm planning to say, are you homophobic? Yeah, yes I am. <laughs> I don't hate homopho- people who are homose- uh, homosexuals. Uh, but if, if you call me homophobic, well you can call God. He's homophobic as well because he said it. Amen. God is homophobic. <laughs> say that on television and you get a lot of calls. What did you say? <laughs> But we draw our beliefs from what he said to us. And now the enemy is trying to change that through words. And this, the, because they're putting out a lot of words, things are changing. But let me show you something. In Luke chapter 21, verse 15, Jesus said, For I will give you a mouth. I will give you a mouth, as if you were not born with a mouth. I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. So the battle is the battle that involves your mouth. You will need your mouth in this world. You don't need bombs, you don't need anything. Jesus said, I'm going to give you a mouth and a wisdom that you are going to use to fight your enemy and your enemy will not be able to stand against your mouth. It's your mouth. The war is a war of words. The world was created through words. And God said, and God said, and Jesus is the word of God. God is holding everything together by the word of his power. The whole universe through words. And so God made it very clear to us from the very beginning, the, it's all about words. What you say, your words, it's all about words. And so God has taught us about this from the very beginning. Every time, I said last Sunday, every time you open your mouth to speak, you are on trial. Every time. This is a law. The law of the universe. Every time you speak, you are on trial. And Jesus told us this. He revealed this new law, this law to us, as good as the law of gravity. He told us in Matthew chapter 12... Verse 36 through 37, it says, But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it on the the day of judgment. Why would you give account? He tells you why. For means because you are going to give account of every idle word that you speak on the day of judgment, for or because by your words you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Every time you speak a word, if that word is not lining up with the truth, you might go to a prison. This is the word of the truth. This is the truth. When you are speaking, you are understand. You have taken an oath in the mind of the spirit realm. And if your words don't line up with the truth, you lie on the stand. and the judge has no choice but to sentence you. and when you are sentenced, if the sentence is in your favor in this heavenly court, where God judges your words right here, because by your words you are condemned and by your words you are justified. When your words are right and God judges your word, you're okay, you're justified. The angels come and they release you and, and show you show you out. You're free to exercise and live and prosper and do whatever you can, you want to do and do well. Nobody is against you. okay. But when your words uh, understand it's against the truth, then when the judge sentences you, guess who comes up over? The demons come, and they handcuff you, and, and they take you to where uh, your word's leading you. And, and, and the sentence depends on what you, uh, what you lied about. Hello? Your word's are very important. Your words always have to line up with the truth. Not just facts, the truth. And when you speak words contrary to the truth, you are placing yourself in danger. You are testifying against your own life. Because this is life. That's the truth. You know, every time you speak, your word is either killing something in your life or bringing it back to life if it was dead. So we need to understand the principle of words. The, the, the people tell us that humans are the only beings that God created that use language, words. We are referred to as speaking spirits. Only spirits use words. God uses words. Demons, they use words as well. Angels speak. And in my book I wrote there, the research has been done. Animals don't use language. They don't speak. Only spirit beings speak. So when you speak, your words are not just ordinary. That's why Jesus said you will give account for every idle word that you speak. It's so important. The first battle that you will engage yourself in is the battle of salvation. How do you win that battle? The battle of your salvation, eternal salvation. How do you win the battle so that you don't go to hell and go to heaven? That's your first battle, the first real battle in life. That means anything, eternally. How do you win that battle? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth, not my mouth, your mouth, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you may be saved. No, you will be saved, no doubt about it. You will be saved. But you must confess it with who? With what? Your mouth. Not the pastor's mouth. Not your brother's mouth. It's got to come out of your mouth, your words. It's got to be your words. That's the first battle. And then he tells you why. He says in verse 9, verse 10, For with the mouth, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. If you don't speak it, you can't have it. You may believe it in your heart. But the salvation will not hit you where you live until you begin to speak it. Very important. Very, very important. Now, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And if you love it, uh, you eat it its fruit, bad fruit or good fruit, Don't matter what, depending on what you're speaking. If you love to talk, watch what you're talking about. Hello. What, don't destroy your life with your own mouth. Don't destroy your marriage with your own mouth. Well, pastor, I just feel like being myself. That may not be right. It may not be good for you being yourself. Don't go by your emotions. Make sure make sure your words Line up with the truth, not how you feel. Make sure your words line up with this. If God says good, don't say bad. Amen. Make sure, don't destroy your children with your words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Your tongue has power. Don't ever curse yourself, I just want to die. Don't you ever say words like that. Because when you say those words, I can never, I don't know how we can ever pay our bills. We'll never meet up. We can never ever meet up. Guess what? You are speaking the words in your court. It's contrary to what the word says. Because God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. That's what the word says. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you're saying. A contrary to the word, you're lying, understand, you are going to be handcuffed. A lot of Christians just like to be themselves. I'm just going to tell it the way it is. Well, if the way it is is not lining up with this book, it's not the way it is. You just think that's the way it is. You have been deceived by the enemy to think that's the way it is. You must rise up with what the Word says and say, no matter how I feel, no matter what's happening to me, a lot of Christians go by the way they feel. I discovered years ago, (laughs) feeling don't mean anything. I've prayed with people that were really, really sick, feeling absolutely nothing, walked away and God healed them. I prayed with a lady in England who would have had terminal cancer. I just was just like a we were making the conversation. She's still alive today. I think, Pastor Andy, you met her. Minister's wife, Great minister. And I just asked her, simple. I said, uh, do you want to go home? She said, no. She was angry for when I asked that question. I said, do you want to go home? She looked at me and said, no. I said, well, then you're not going home. And I said, are you afraid? She said, no. I'm not afraid of anything. I said, that's good. Then I told her, don't you ever say anymore that you're dying. She said, well, call my husband because he's been saying I'm dying. And then everybody in the office said, call him. He's got to call here because he's been telling all his friends. My wife, and he was in the natural that's exactly what was happening. Because she was dropping everything. The thing had gotten in, into our nerves and everything. But we made conversation and then we said a few words of prayer. She's alive today. God's bigger than cancer. God's bigger than cancer. We just have to believe God and say what, he say what he says. I'm sure they all agreed and refused to speak the words of death and cancer, the sea word, and she's alive today. There is nothing too hard for our God. There is nothing too hard for our God. We got to trust Him and line up with His words. The doctors say this, but this is what I believe. Amen. We got some inside knowledge that they don't have. So don't speak against your children. Don't speak against your marriage. Because of the heat of the moment. Those words mean a lot. And if you've done that, you really need to repent. Because guess who is carrying those words to fulfill? Remember I said, your words have a vehicle that carries for the fulfillment. When you say those words and they're contrary to the word of God, guess what? The demons get a hold of them. And they have the rights to get a hold of them. You remember how when God had his meeting in heaven and Satan was there, he was taking permission? They have rights. And they even told Jesus, have you come to destroy us before the time? They know their rights. And when you've spoken the word, God has no choice but to deliver you because you said it. And then Satan gets a hold of something in your life to destroy your marriage, your finances, your children, your home. I can never be happy. I just want to be happy. With all those kind of stuff, God will give you. True happiness from heaven. Line up with Him. So it's very important. Don't speak against your own life. Besides, that's another part of it that is real. Every Christian needs to open their eyes to. I never saw this, but I began to, I'm, I'm beginning to realize this is what's happening in the world. The Bible says, God, Jesus has given us a mouth. You know palm readers? You heard about those? Wish doctors? I was driving, uh, driving around in Georgia one time, and I saw a palm reader, and I looked into the yard. Parked in the palm reader's yard was a Rolls Royce, really nice-looking Rolls Royce. So I knew a lot of people had been visiting with this palm reader. That Rolls Royce just, just didn't appear. And I thought to myself, this is America. Palm reader has a resource, what's going on here? And all they do is say words. I don't care who that witch is. Or fortune teller, whatever it is. They have a mouth, they can't curse me. I'll reverse the curse. Amen. I'll reverse the curse. No matter what they say, I'll reverse it. They only have a mouth that was given to them by the devil. How ah, God won't give it to me by the Holy Ghost. Which is bitter. They cause, I speak my own words. Amen. In my country, we, we, they're afraid of witch, witch doctors and all of that. Those of us from Nigeria, we know that. He's a witch. And they said they put, some, put a curse over this person. And the curse is, is over. And, and that's why I'm not person. Because you see, that uh, uh, a witch put some stuff on me. He is possessed with just a little demon. I am possessed with the Holy Ghost. And he is speaking curse upon me who is seated with the Father in heavenly places. This guy can curse me. No way. I'm sitting way above there with Jesus in the heavenly places. He says he, he raised us together with him and made us to sit together with him in heavenly places. How is this little witch going to cause the one who is sitting with Jesus up there? I'll reverse it. Amen. Amen. They pray so that the witch will not attack me. The witch should go and pray so that I don't attack with my words. Amen. Why should I pray for against the witch say, God protect me from a witch? If they come to my room and they see my angels standing there, powerful, he says, oh Lord, help us. They will be praying before they know it. There's no need to be afraid of anything. Because Jesus is with us. But words that people speak are so important. Words. I reverse them. And I started thinking, why did Jesus say uh, to bless your enemy, right? Bless your enemy. Now in Luke uh, chapter 10, Jesus said, "Any any house that you go into, say to that house, peace be upon this house. And if a man of peace is living in that house, he said, your peace will rest upon that house. Hey, I like that. I have peace all around me. Amen. Amen. And when I speak the peace, just saying it, peace goes and it rests upon that house. Amen. We we need to believe the scriptures. Amen. Amen. So when I visit with you and I say, peace be unto this house, uh, please don't say, "Uh, pastor, what is that? (laughs) I'm blessing your house. But notice what happens. Jesus said, if a man of peace is is not in that house, he said, your peace will return to you. I don't have to curse that wicked person who is cursing me. I bless them. I keep blessing all that have offended me. If they are not right, if they are not people of peace, then my peace comes back to me and I have more peace. And more blessings. So I keep blessing them. Hey, bless! You're blessed. Bless! They curse me, I bless them. I keep blessing. And because they are not people of peace, my blessings come back to me, and their curse returns back to them because... I am a man of peace. You can't curse me. Hello? I don't have to be afraid of them. I don't curse. I've got no enemies. Because the word of God has said, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my... All they can do is look. They can't taste anything from the table. It's all mine. all mine. They, they can lick their tongue, whatever, lick their lips or whatever. But they are not testing anything. It's all mine. They can only stand there and watch. Amen. You know, David understood this. You have to declare. In Psalm 3, verse 2 and 3. It says, many are there who say of me. People are talking about you. and some of it's not good, some of it's against you. Sometimes they are co-workers, they are speaking against you. David understood that. But you need to say something back. You know, these are witnesses against you in the court of the heavenlies. When they begin to say things against your life, they are witnessing against your life, and every word is judged for condemnation, or for acquittal. If you have people testifying against you and you say nothing, guess what's going to happen? They'll lock you up. So David understood. <coughs> Excuse me. He says, Many are they who say of me, There is no help for him in God. He says, Think about it, Sila. Think about it. They're saying it. They are saying it. I won't just let them say, I will say what I have to say. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress. Amen. You got to say it. They are saying one thing about you, but you are saying something based on God's word. And that's what will govern your life and govern the world. Amen. Many are saying, About me, there is no help for him in God. Think about it, Sila. Think about it. But then he says, "But you," he's declaring now. They are saying one thing; he is saying another thing. But you, O Lord, are my shield; are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. They are saying he's going down. Hey, but you, you're taking me up. Hey, who's going to to win? You must speak. Otherwise, this is meaningless. Why would he be saying this in prayer to God? They are saying, but I'm saying. He says, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hill. That's where his help comes. But you got to speak. You can't be quiet. You got to reply. They are accusing you in the court. You speak your own words. They are saying things negative about you. Reverse it. But Jesus said, I have given you a mouth for battle. And you got to use your mouth. Satan is telling you this is always happening in the family. You remember your sister, uh, your mother's sister, she died of cancer, and and the one before that died of cancer, and and the next one died of cancer. You know what they're doing? They're testifying, and your next, that's when to declare to them, yes, I know all of them died, but the truth, the truth says, I am a child of God, and by his stripes I was healed And I am healed. And if I am healed, I can be sick. Cancer cannot come into This is that generational curse in my life. It stops here. You know where I like them when they say, the box stops here. It stops here. I belong to the Lord and I have a powerful mouth to reverse it. The Bible says, declare a thing and it shall be established. So you declare it, that's not for my family, that's for them. My family is the family of God. No one can do that to me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. They may have suffered, but it's not going to happen in my family. No one has had any education in the family, but not my house. All my children are going to be educated. And they'll do what you speak those words, not what they're saying. Many are speaking against your life. Reverse it. At work, in your family, they are saying things about you. You don't have to listen to them. Don't go arguing with them. Do it just like David did between him and the Lord. Amen. Let them talk. But cancel everything that they say. You know, when I have a dream, a lot of people believe in dreams. If I have a dream, if, I, if I've dreamt a dream that is really nasty not good. When I wake up, it's there in my mind. You know what I do? I cancel that dream with the blood of Jesus and I tell the dream, you will never see the light of day. And if you ask me a few hours later, I can't even remember. The dream is gone because it's destroyed. If you say to this mountain, remember, be thou removed and have no doubt in your heart. It's not speaking about preachers. Sons and daughters of God. He says, these, the children of God, this privilege belong to the children of God. Let me show you uh, Isaiah 54, verse 17. Isaiah 54. When they speak against you, you need to speak back. If you suspect they are saying things against you, speak back. Because if you don't, he will get a hold of your life. Ah, that one, the other brothers can do well, but not that one is crazy. They're speaking against your life. And you hear it, and you do nothing. And you're a Christian. You should speak back. You, your eyes will see it. God's going to take me to a different level. It's better. Because when God takes you to another level, they can tell who is behind it. And the Father is glorified. Amen. He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment. You remember what I talk about? In judgment, you must what? Condemn it. Condemn those words. Why would God tell you to condemn words if they won't affect your life, if they're spoken? And you did nothing about it. He says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And they have right to it. Their righteousness is mine. Only the righteous can do that. And you are righteous. And so when you condemn it, it's over. The doctor speaks over your life and tells you stuff. You may not live. This is going to happen. Yeah, he's looking at the facts. But you got the truth. There's a difference. There's a difference. He's telling you the facts. I'm not gonna argue with the doctor. Don't you ever tell a doctor you don't know what you're talking about. Don't do that. Please don't do that. You'll be boxing after him. He's gonna be very mad. But you know the truth. You don't do it in his presence, but you go before the Lord, just like David. They are saying all of these things, but you, oh Lord, you are by your stripes I am healed. I'm going to be okay. Amen. I'm going to be okay. That's the way we handle this. I have given you a mouth. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. You don't have to go there. But it says, God says, a new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within your flesh. I'll take the stony heart out of your flesh. I'll give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit within you. And you will walk in my statutes and you will do them. In addition to this new spirit, he gave you what? A new mouth. Amen. That to do battle. So your enemies cannot stand before you. Moses wasn't wrestling with with, uh, Pharaoh. He was speaking. Amen. Let my people go. If you don't, I'm going to speak words. Point my staff over here, and before long, you'll be willing. (laughs) You'll be willing. You will enjoy letting them go. Amen. I have to stop here today, because of time. And if you're watching over television, remember what we're saying today. God loves you, and if God is on your side, no one can be against you. You don't have to be afraid of a witch doctor. A witch doctor is nothing. It's a doctor that is dealing with witches. He's not going to prosper. You got Jesus living in you. He was before all things. He is so powerful. And so loving. And he loves you. And has assigned so many angels over your life. When those demons come around and they see those powerful angels that threw them out of heaven. They know trouble has arrived them so you don't have to be afraid all you have to do is accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and if you're sick in the body Jesus wants to heal you as well Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever and to those of us if you're here this morning and you are sick in the body Jesus wants to heal you we don't have to scream he just healed you where you are amen stand up with me this morning You know the Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of what? That's Bible. Is that in the Bible? Yes. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. That's what the Bible says. And thank God at the Our Fellowship we clap unto God. We shout, just like God said to shout. We don't understand why God says to shout to him, but he must do him good, so we shout to him. Amen? So we shout to God. All eyes closed, all heads bowed this morning. The first thing that you have to do is to battle for your soul. And two things he said to do. To believe in your heart that Jesus is been raised from the dead. That's all you need to do. And to say it with your mouth that Jesus is now my Savior. Those are the two things and you, go, you are on your way to heaven. Those two things. What I need you to do, all, all heads bow, all eyes closed. If you have not made a true commitment to Jesus or you made a commitment to him but you have slowed down in your commitment and you want to go after him with all of your heart. At the count of three, I need you to raise your hand this morning and I want to pray for you. And then we'll make our confession before God. You'll feel that thing, your decision on the connection card and put it right there in the offering bucket as a statement to the devil. I am testifying for myself. I am a child of God. That's what it is. So at the count of three, if you need Jesus, you want to make that confession, put your hand up. One, Two, three, put your hand up. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died, was buried, and that you rose again from the dead. Lord Jesus, I receive you today into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. But with your help, I will serve you for the rest of my life. Holy Spirit, take over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now what I want you to do is uh, shake the hand of the one right next to you and tell them these words. Just like the scripture says, Jesus is now the Lord of my life. Can you do that please? And I'm going to do that. Hey, give me your hand. Jesus is my Lord. Yes, Jesus is my Lord. And Jesus is my Lord. I make my true confession. It may seem simple, but let me tell you. In heaven, there ain't nothing simple there. This is very, very spiritual. What you've just done, and your name, because you've done that, your name is written in the book of life. You don't have to say this prayer anymore. You're born once, born again. Into God's family. Amen? Amen. 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 Please be seated and shut the door because we're going to be taking our offering. Nobody's mommy, thank (laughs) you.